This is your Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice every weekday. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Speaking of truth, did you see the Spiro Scoris, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, put together a kind of summary montage of the Event 201 video, the fake newscasts and stuff like that? Somebody, Brandon, tweeted it at us. I just saw it this morning. I've seen the news. I've seen the fake newscast. Yes, you've seen them. Yeah. Yeah. And the one that he stitched together is like the highlights. I I am begging you to consider that for a propaganda report topic because, I mean, I could not watch it without wanting to stop and be like, you know, like Mystery Science Theater 3000, just like, wait, wait, look at that. That's ridiculous. That it is. It's just not believable that that this is a coincidence. I mean, it's the, the name of it the is the novel is, yeah. coronavirus. Well, they changed the name of it the other day. When did they change the name? Of Two it? days ago. Oh, okay. But in October, when it was Event Two Hundred One, right. it was yeah. the novel coronavirus. And then in November, when it was live, it was the novel coronavirus. Yeah. I mean, it's really freaky. There were so many things that were just amazing about it but the one here's the official name by the way that they changed it to yeah it's now called the covid-19 that's the new one so i guess to confuse people to make it seem like it's not similar yes yes i think that's probably right so the biggest thing that i was that the people were focusing on i mean i just think that the parallels are unbelievable. That it's just not believable. The parallels of like we want to see if this puts a strain on the health system. We want to see stress test. How people are making decisions. How you can coordinate. You can't count on sovereign entities. You have to have private global entities that you can count on if your sovereign entities don't support you. That there was a big thing in it. A lot of it is about censorship, and one of the big parts was. You need to suppress fake news that's generated by a hostile foreign state actor bent on sowing chaos <laughs> and discord in your place, which is exactly what they said about Russia trying to sow discord. I mean, it's getting preposterous that Russia's job in the world is to disrupt us for, for like no actually solid reason. But just disruption. Like, why would they even want to do that? If we were honest actors and wanted to act, trade with them, or you know, if we were, will, if we were the good guys, they it would be in their interest to be good guys, not just to nebulously, randomly sow discord. Well, that is their national slogan, isn't it? Russia, <laughs> we will sow discord. <laughs> yeah, well, it's that's what they want us to believe. That's for absolute certain. So, this dovetails for me. With a, with a, um, another story where Reuters, I don't know if you saw this, you probably did see this. Reuters decided to be, to go into the fact checking business. Oh, another one. Great. Yes. So, and they're teaming up with Facebook. They're actually employed by Facebook that, I got a problem here. That's right. Um, So Reuters is employed by Facebook. They won't disclose the terms of the agreement, but they launched a division, the fact check business unit, 
and they will, it like Snopes, decide whether something's true or false or kind of true. And then they'll give the information to Facebook so Facebook can downrank false information, basically suppress it. And that's that's how it's going to be. And they're, they're talking about they're going to look at different types of info from simple Photoshopped info to deep fakes to videos that are not video and content that is not manipulated, but that lost its context because it's old. And just really pause for a moment. Yes. And you because know what that's a response to? I bet it's a response to is the I think it was from Science Daily that coronavirus article, there's a coronavirus article that talks about how we engineered a coronavirus, a strand of the coronavirus oh, back yes, in 2015. That's in, yes. Yeah. And the whole that's story. In, oh, that's in it? That's in the event to a one thing that they say that the reason that they are, they, the reason they need to suppress the news is that there are rumors. Okay, so this is in the October event 201 live simulation that rumors that the coronavirus was created and spread by governments as a bioweapon are causing the population to be angry and violent, and that's interfering with the ability to combat the disease. So that information, first and foremost, needs to be suppressed. Both, they said, public has to be a partnership between public and private, local and global. They need an honest broker. So public, private, local, Wait, global. I'm, and the suggestion is that they use the UN. The UN. As the honest broker that reaches across public, What's private, the UN? local. The UN, the United oh, the Nations. The UN, okay. UN. Sorry, yes. Yeah. So what was your clarification? That 2015 article, they used that yeah. in the event? No. Well, I don't know because I only watched the montage. Okay. They're they're I talking I about seen that. a future scenario. Yeah, I didn't hear you. T- you would have told me about this, I think, if you had seen this particular clip. Yeah. But what they're saying, they don't they don't reference that article. They, this is a future thing, so it's a fake newscast that they are saying they're they are reporting in the fake newscast in October that they need this as an excuse to suppress news or whatever that they need to suppress news misinformation they need to have a concerted effort to censor information because there are rumors that this was a bioweapon or it was deliberately created or spread by the powers that be and that is making the population angry showing up to protest threatening violence and that is preventing the authorities from addressing the pandemic which is going to lead to more and more deaths i mean this thing lays out exactly what we're hearing, and it's and it folds right into every scare tactic in the world to explain censorship, including that it comes from hostile foreign governments so that it doesn't look like it's censorship of free speech of the population, but that it is it is an it is and they talk about it. This needs to be we need to be on a war footing. We need to have a Marshall plan, which I think he means Marshall M A R T I A L, like a military plan, not a Marshall plan, like M A R S H A L L, like in Europe after World War II. It's a little confusing. But they talk about it as a war thing. And that I see spreading 
across the election censorship, this Reuters thing, all the censorship. But to the, the they, Reuters they thing. have to call it foreign so that it doesn't violate the First Amendment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They have to call it, they have to find a way to subvert, and you're right. And to make it a, with an the, act of war. The tech companies and an act of war. But the Reuters thing is interesting because there is an article from 2015 that talks about how we created a coronavirus, a strain of the coronavirus in a lab, which we did. It's a different strain. This is what I was talking about. Oh, yesterday. I think Bill and Melinda Gates have the patent to it. Maybe, but there's been article after article saying that the problem, saying that their article is being used to spread misinformation because it's being taken out of context, just like you just said in reference to the Reuters thing. And right. I bet that's a, I bet that that comes up in relation to this Reuters thing, perhaps as one of the reasons for. Their new initiative is to say, you see, this has been taken out of out of context in time and space, and now we have to brand it fake news or whatever because that's what they've been doing. They've been branding this the way it's being used as fake news and disinformation. And it's so obvious that this is all just another approach to memory holding things. Yeah. So you see, I, I've seen – I noticed it a while back. First of all, Google took off the time frame for searches. You can do it, but it's it's not straightforward. And then I've been noticing when I go back to try to find media links that I had in my old blog that WordPress took down, they gave me all my text back. I had to just grab it out of the jaws of destruction at the last minute. But even getting back just like my articles and stuff, all the links were dead. And as I tried to... So I used to have those as references to this material that I used to prove certain things were false or whatever... All that stuff's gone, and when the the few th- things I've been and Pete Quinone said the same thing, he can't get the they're all four hundred four or whatever they're all not even archived they're just disappeared everything he's looking for and occasionally when I go back and find a good article that I was looking for it'll have a warning across the top kind of the way YouTube will tell you that this is a foreign news source it'll say be cautious this information you're about to read is two years old or more. As if, as if facts expire. Yeah. It's going to be funny when, maybe not so funny, when in 10 years people have on their Google glasses and their augmented reality and you walk by a person who's maybe of a certain age and it says, warning, warning, this person has outdated perspectives and point of views. Stay away. Boomer Boomer alert. Karen alert. Yeah. We'll spread false information out of context and space and time. Right. Irrelevant, irrelevant person, you know, and that does, that's a good point. It goes totally with the like youth, the youth dialectic, the youth thing that everybody like the babies should vote, you know, in utero yeah, should vote. Yeah, they're not, yeah. they're not even human beings, but they should definitely vote for their own. You don't even know <laughs> if you, if they're going to be, you, you can abort them. Yes, they, they don't still have the right to, have the alive, the right to but vote. They do have the right to, it's, it's okay to kill them, but not to yeah, disenfranchise right. them. <laughs> So something related to that, I have a couple of things on the coronavirus, but the censorship thing, YouTube censored all of the videos of Rand Paul saying the whistleblower's name from YouTube. They took him off YouTube. Wait, who? Remember when Rand Paul yeah, yeah, said the yeah, name yeah, of the whistleblower no, I know. related and to I the was, Ukraine scandal? I was on Dave Smith's podcast. I don't know when it comes out, but pretty excited about it. It was super fun to talk to him. And he made a really good point, which was that I think, I don't know how it came up, but that, like, I guess I was telling him how I got taken off of WordPress. 
and like it, I kind of felt it was a test that if people are asking questions that that's enough to get you removed. And, and I think he drew the parallel with the whistleblower thing where it's like a, it's like virtue signaling to not, to not say it, yeah. say the name. Yeah. Well, and that, and, but if they're actually taking him down and that is what happened to me is that I, I asked a question and they said, stop asking that question. Yeah. And I mean, I kind of did stop, but they, I had outed myself. It, it was like the thousand flowers campaign of Mao. I just like, right, yeah. I that showed up with my flower is. and they killed me. The flowers campaign for those of you who have not um, heard about it before is Mao. He told the country in China that they could come out and criticize the government for 100 days and bring all their great ideas forward that they wanted to present. And then people did that. They criticized. They put out ideas. And then after 100 days, they went and rounded up those people who criticized the government. And I would like to add that people say we did that very same thing both in Hungary and Iraq in 56 and 91, I think, respectively, Interesting. where we encouraged uh, the Hungarian Revolution or counter-revolution, whatever, and the Shia uprising. And all the people who would fight against the tyranny showed up and were like, we will fight with you. We will fight with you. They all showed up. And then the governments that we supposedly were against just mowed them down. So there's just nobody left who would resist. And of the few people who might have been capable of resisting, they didn't have enough numbers and they were totally deterred from it. Yeah. Well, that's there's definitely a lot of examples here yeah, that could be going on right now. These traps. Are so up. Rand Paul stepped up and they slapped him down. Yeah. YouTube, a YouTube spokes, spokesperson said that videos, comments and other forms of content that mention the leaked whistleblower's name violate YouTube's community guidelines and will be removed from YouTube. We've removed hundreds of videos and over 10,000 comments that contain the name. Video uploaders have the option to edit their videos to exclude the name that was, uh, and re-upload their video. And then Rand Paul said, it's chilling and disturbing day in America when the giant web companies such as YouTube decide to censor speech. Now even protected speech such as that of a Senate senator on the Senate floor can be blocked from getting to the American people. This is dangerous and politically biased. Very interesting. And And what's their argument, that he did a good thing or that all whistleblowers should be protected? No, he do you didn't. Think? They like, just what do you said think? They, what do you think it's all about? It's interesting. Rand Paul actually also said that this is a danger that that nowhere in my speech did I accuse anyone of being a whistleblower, nor do I know the whistleblower's identity. So I guess I don't remember exactly what it is that he said. I know that he said the name of what people believe to be the whistleblower. Maybe he mentioned it in that context, but it's I'm glad I can't remember it because I would say it and then we would get we get booted striked. I would yeah. it would seem as though YouTube is actually confirming that that name is the whistleblower by banning yeah, that yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. that's yes, all. This is a statement. The statement I just read is what they said. They said they took it, it down. Yeah. It's funny because I was reminded the other day, I think it's the Lady Godiva story where her punishment or she lost a bet or whatever. She had to ride through the town naked if I'm not mistaken, and people had so much respect for her that not one person looked. They all turned away. And I remember growing up, my mother wow. used to, like, she I know. It's not tough, been very hot. She was. She, well, that's the well, story yeah, that she was. People were peeking, then I guarantee it. Maybe. But my mother always, like, when I was growing up, I remember her saying, like, she would 
not want to watch sensationalistic news. Like she, it just, it annoyed her when they said stuff that was like unnecessary and hurtful and it wasn't really news. And I'd say, but it's news. It's in the public domain. She said, they don't have to report that. There's no value in that. Just don't do it. And in the old days, there was some class and people wouldn't like the reporters or the stations or whatever that did, that didn't show some kind of a human dignity angle, you know, respect like that. It wasn't anything for a story. Those people were looked down upon. And now, you know, I mean, that's net, nothing is off limits. Nothing, 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 nothing. Yet this is. Yeah. And this has political that's value. Off See, that's right. the thing. Like they'll take away. They are only suppressing stuff that is protected by free speech because the free speech is the value of it is only the political stuff. They'll, they will fight to the death to have bumper stickers that say this was literally in the Georgia like grammar school, whatever, when they rolled out Common Core. The example for their lesson on Constitution on the Constitution was is a bumper sticker that says I love tatas, I heart tatas free speech or not you know this was on the, the kids thing yeah <laughs> so like that they will go to the mat for but this which might have some value like you want to investigate that guy to see if he has any credibility and he didn't you know whatever that's funny that it teaches kids to refer to breasts as tatas as well yes i actually thought it was a cute little name but i didn't i don't think that i want the kids Focusing on that as as the first lesson on the Constitution. Yeah. So, did you see this about the coronavirus? About the they changed the way that they're determining who has the virus. And well, I, I heard there was a controversial change in method, which I foreshadowed, or the Wall Street Journal foreshadowed with yeah. the like, you know, stats are faulty. And now yeah. the numbers have changed dramatically overnight, which makes it look like it quadrupled or something overnight, right? Definitely. They How much did it go up today? China said it confirmed 15,152 new cases and 254 additional deaths since those figures, since they update. I guess the deaths wouldn't really be – wouldn't change much because of that. But 15,000 new cases – because they're doing a clinical diagnosis now instead of waiting for lab results. Oh, oh, well, then you have absolutely no idea what it is because they're all the damn same. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? It's just the freaking flu. Yeah. So the event 201 thing, I actually Googled to see if I could find a quote in a real newspaper that was exactly the same as the event 201 thing, which is that it doubled every week or two weeks it showed how like every person on average could infect two other people yeah really paralleled the actual stories you're reading yeah and i just lo was looking for the exact phrase like doubles in this amount of time oh they so say I that saw, oh do they yeah okay. I, if you i've watched a lot i've watched like three of maybe the that's long a standard videos, way of and talking. during the panel discussion stuff yeah that's how they talk about the i think it's called like the r something it's the way they refer to the trans trans caps yeah transmittability of it and oh. so like for every one person how many how many people is that one person going to affect like the flu is allegedly like 1.7 and apparently the coronavirus right now is like 2.4 per every one person or something and that is not the main thing that is focused on when it comes to stopping it, though. They relate it to – and they do this in the event 201, and they do this now. They've been doing this now. They relate the transmissibility of it to the plague and all the old viruses that are gone. But – Right, and the, the, the Sanitation measles. and nutrition 
Yeah. Is that absolute 80% of that stuff was eliminated just from like single moment in time sanitation and nutrition advancements. And right now, if you just wash your hands and don't touch your face, that pretty much ensures, I mean, unless you're in a high risk vulnerable group, you're actually in the hospital, old guy, kind of vulnerable to pneumonia anyway, and the thing gets in there and something's going to get in there and make you sick. If you're going to, you know what I mean? Like if you're in a vulnerable state, you like your lungs aren't, they don't circulate very well. And any kind of bacteria or virus that can cause pneumonia, you might get it. But if you and I are walking around washing our hands and everything and not touching our faces and you're well nourished, have good hygiene, I think you don't need to panic. That is unless you're stuck on a a floating cruise ship. cruise ship that has breathing through filtered air 40 more people get diagnosed yeah. with the virus every hour or whatever it is yeah. legionnaires more on that in, in a second the measles virus is what they compared it to in one article the most and it said the measles virus has a lot higher transmissibility rate where it's it, it, way higher than, than the coronavirus but the reason that the measles virus has been stopped is the vaccine so that's yes. what's missing. And I did see an article where they say that they might be able to have the vaccine by summertime that they're working hard to get to. The Event 201 propaganda, like the fake real propaganda, opened with this uh, it, the craze, the anti-vax craze is uh, going to pose a serious threat to containment here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what they've been. It, it is very similar, the parallels. Everything in that event is, tra- it's like exactly what's going on right now, whether that's a coincidence, whether they really anticipated it. It's impossible to believe it's coincidence. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's impossible to believe. Yeah. I mean, if you watch this particular montage. Uh-huh. <sighs> it's the exact same. It sounds the exact same when you look at that. The cruise ship, the Diamond Princess, which has been anchored outside of Japan, and while passengers, 3,500 passengers now, I see 2,700, I see 3,500. I'm not really sure how many are on this ship. So I guess they ship. airlifted some more people. Maybe they put them dumped on the 800 ship. of them off of the side of the ship. I, I don't or know. they were like in, in boats, like refugees, and they're just like, oh, sure, we'll take you, you, on. you know, One person coughs, they push somebody <laughs> off. You're gone. <laughs> They have now 218 people infected with the virus out of 713 that have been tested. So that's a, that's, if you're waiting in line to be tested, you know, you're, you're getting more and more but anxious. But they're not really testing for it anymore. They're just saying if you have mild flu-like symptoms, they can call it that if they want to. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing from what you're saying. Perhaps. And this particular ship has a lot of old people on it, too, so... A lot of people who are candidates for being affected by it. So it's, it's, I'm interested to see where this goes because we are coming up on like day 10, I believe, on their 14-day quarantine. I'm interested mm-hmm. to see what happens mm-hmm. after that quarantine. And If one person comes down with it, I assume that clock has to start. That's over. what I wonder. Does the clock start over for everybody else? Is is Because if it doesn't, are you and they really do have something, are they just released? Yeah, right? so on day 13, you cough on me, and then they find out. Hi, Edmund. They find out that you have it. So am I allowed to just leave or do they have to wait for me for 14 days? Unless everybody's in solitary confinement and not sharing air conditioning. That is. (laughs) It's all right. I mean, unless you have to deal with it. Yeah, I don't know who he's barking at. All right. Um, Okay, so. Maybe he's barking at James Brown. Maybe. 
Oh, I, I do have that James <laughs> Brown story. I have a couple. I have a couple quick hits for the coronavirus. So Japan just had their first death. So a death outside. Any death outside of China is going to raise alarm internationally. And North right. Korea allegedly executed an official for, <laughs> for breaching that. the country's strict rules surrounding the coronavirus. Kim Jong Un put the rules in place, and then one of one of the officials they were seen at like a, a bathing spa or something, and, and was executed on the spot. <laughs> on the spot, on the spot. I hope you weren't sharing that bathing spa. <laughs> right. Well, the event two hundred one thing also says people who will spread disinformation should be arrested. Does it say they should be executed on the spot? Yeah, well, it was cut and edited, so it might have if I had Arrested. watched the entire wow. video. Yeah, we're looking at some totalitarianism going Arrested on. Arrested for their speech. Around the world. If, if this spreads or if the idea of it spreads, real or not, then we're going to see similar measures here and everywhere see, else that we're seeing in China. I always said when everybody comes up with the example of could you cry, cry out fire in a crowded theater when there wasn't one, I mean, you surely you don't think freedom of speech is unlimited. I'm like, well, that's a slippery slope right there. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there should be punishment for causing damage, but arresting people for what they say is, I think, beyond the pale. So James Brown's death is being investigated now. And a prosecutor from Atlanta, actually, is going to be investigating. When the, did he die? He died in 2006, on, on Christmas Day in 2006, at the age of 73. It was ruled a heart attack. However, there have been people that have come out since then alleging that he was murdered that say that they have information. Like one of the people, I believe, was a wow. nurse who said that he changed too quickly, that he was a patient, that she never would have predicted would have died, but he died that night and from that moment on, she raised the question. Apparently, CNN did like an investigation wow. into it a few years ago that raised even more questions. And now, the investigators reopening the case and talking to witnesses. And is the idea that he had a large estate somebody wanted? Didn't go into detail on that. I don't know. Maybe he was maybe, uh, star. Maybe, maybe star whack. Gets you into some. Now that is definitely a possibility. Enemies for you. It could be a lot of angry people <laughs> that it could have done that. <laughs> Husbands, perhaps. Yeah, get Matlock on the case if he were still around. There you go. I watch a lot of Matlock. You know, I've been helping my parents out. <laughs> I'm an expert on Matlock. I got Jeopardy. In the heat of the night. All yeah, these my old shows now. Calls to yeah. say. At least you're learning something. The greatest of all time is on right now. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to watch Jep? You yeah. and the kids? So she and my son who has Down syndrome sit around and watch everything. He actually gets like animal questions and music questions, right? A lot. And then she watch the celebrity version. He'll get all of them. He might. And then we have to hear it for a week. I'm the smartest person in the house. It's like, <laughs> and then my other kids are just like, can't you shut him up? <laughs> so anyway, my mother feeds that with her Jep addiction. So what else you got? Well, Kelly Leffler, the newly appointed Georgia Senator is now being targeted by Indivisible's, payback project indivisible says that she called they call her a symptom of trump because she stands with i know even though trump didn't want her in right <laughs> that's ridiculous I, know, trump, I thought she was gonna vote for impeachment right yeah well wow. she stands with trump on abortion so they they say that she's up for re-election this year so and now they're working hard on a plan to take her seat back and that's why they're adding her to and it says this they're adding 
We are adding Leffler to our list of targets as part of our payback project. That means we'll be fighting to replace both the senators. Now, I listened to one of their call-to-action things the other day. They talked about the payback project. And even within their group, people were saying, isn't it seem a bit much to call this the payback project? It seems vengeful and hateful. And this is people within Indivisible having internal disputes over the And what are they paying her back for, having principles they disagree with? Yes, for standing with okay. Trump, for standing with Trump on abortion, for hating women, I guess. What if the little abortions are girls? It doesn't matter. They hate her. And now. a lot of them, uh, I don't know what like the stats are, but didn't Margaret Sanger like promote abortion to the KKK as like a racial eugenics thing? I believe that? she did. Yeah. I think that they skip over that part of the history. I will say <laughs> yeah. this about the Payback Project. I've been tracking this. They launched it like 16 days ago, and ever since they launched it, they've raised $812,000 based on – I get these emails every day. They ask for money. She I, – I just by the looking at her resume, I think she's an insanely weak candidate. And Doug, like, so she has to rerun. She has to run for the Senate seat. Yeah. And the the Republican majority in the Senate is pretty slim, as we know. So she has to run for that seat in November in a on a general ballot, not like a primary, and then like a Republican and Democrat. So Doug Collins, the congressman, said from Georgia, who's very popular, I believe he has said. I don't know if he's if it's. 100% sure or not, but that he's going to get on that ballot. And if they split the Republicans and they have only one Democrat, like John Ossoff style or whatever, yeah, yeah. then I think, I mean, she's just not, they're not, I don't know. That, yeah. I just, I think that's, that could be bad. And they're so, so all about flipping Georgia. Well, when I, I bet- first moved to Georgia, I never would have thought. It would get flipped. I'm interested to see. They are, they've been talking a lot about Georgia getting flipped in the news lately because Stacey Abrams. But I'm interested to see who they put up against whoever ends up winning this because if, if they're backing it, then they're going to select one of their people, which is going to be somebody who's on the very progressive end of things. I Speaking of, when I moved to Georgia in 2008 – so that was when Obama got elected. I was just read an article I mentioned yesterday but hadn't had a chance to read it, but I read it since then, The Atlantic. It's called This is How Democracy Dies. And it says that it's simply loss of faith in democratic institutions, not even the ideology of democracy, but in the institutions. And it shows a lot of graphs and charts, but the one that struck me the most was in America up until 2008, There's just a flat line. Only 25% of Americans were disappointed in democracy. In 2008, or right after Obama got elected, it spikes to 45% are disgruntled with democracy. I imagine Obamacare was a big reason for that. And then the whole way across, it's that. And then with Trump, it spikes again to 55%. And it talks about all these, quote, anti-government protests around the world. And I just think this feeds in exactly to everything we've been seeing and how these things that they're ginning up is are meant to undermine faith in democracy. It's by, and they actually defy all the rules and mechanisms that are there to address 
minority, and I don't mean like identity minority, but like minority viewpoints from having representation. They're actually going out of their way to make democracy more oppressive for the large minority. Yeah, and the connectedness of the world and social media where a message can be transmitted across the world and received within an instant, it has empowered the way that they can organize because they can target people's – they can relate people to each other with their interests, the feeling of oppression, and so you see these protests being modeled around the world. Brzezinski even talks about in this 2012 book about how – what we talked about, but he talked about it long before us, about how protests are arising and one protest is a model for another country to do protests, is a model for an- well, another you, country you to do protests. You pointed that out, and he even mentioned that the internet has made that easier to transmit this protest mentality around the world. And then you fold in the Reuters thing, Storyful, all of these organizations that are used to censor and suppress any view they don't want. And it just reminds me, this is the last thing I'll say about it, but that Event 201 scenario with the fake news that looked so real, they, the name of the station was the Global News Network. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> And that's a coming. Yeah, it is a coming. One quick comment on a story that was going around last night is the story about Elizabeth Warren going on the news and saying, talking about how there was a donor who was a young college student, and she told me that she has $6 in her bank account. She was going to put $3 into my account to help us stay in this fight. That's just the kind of people <laughs> we have. And the talking point has been, oh, she's stealing from a broke college student. I want to point out that this is what I've been pointing out for years now that Stacey mm-hmm. Abrams and all these people do. Mm-hmm. They are robbing people who mm-hmm. are broke. The little guy who they yeah. won't have to repay with right. favors. They they're saving take, those for the exactly. big guys. And they're getting filthy rich off of it. And they're not, she doesn't give a rat's ass what that girl wants. And she's not going to do, she has no idea, this girl has no idea no what accountability Elizabeth stands to her for. at all. These people are getting wealthy off of people who are broke. This is the reverse Robin Hood effect that's going on with the progressives. Republicans do it too, but they're targeting rich people for the most part. Not always. I'm going to correct the record on Robin Hood tomorrow. Okay, great. Great. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every week to afternoon on the PropReport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. We will talk to you tomorrow.